This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 hello. And here we are in sunny Penge, or at least it was earlier. Uh, it's Jackie Groundsell here, 1230 TWC Business Beat. And I've got three fantastic guests in the studio today. Um, now, first of all, we've got Annabelle. Hi. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Colin Hughes. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> and Lily Benson. Hi, Jackie. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so they're sharing microphones at the moment. It's a very intimate scene in here at the moment, so sharing microphones. It's the one microphone I know that we can rely on. So... What's everyone been up to? I know that Lily and Colin were involved. Oh, no, Lily definitely. Wait a minute. Who was involved with the panto on Saturday? None of you. None of you. Did you go? No. No, I didn't either. But I hear it was very good. Oh, yes, we did. Anyway, I must remind you while we're here. Um, that we've got our Christmas special coming up on Wednesday, and that's at Dorothy and Marshall. Um, I'm just checking microphones. I've got the right ones on. Uh, Usually, as my regular listeners know, I've usually got a microphone on, and it shouldn't be, so, you know. Um, Yes, so we've got our Christmas special at Dorothy and Marshall, which is adjoining the Bromley Old Town Hall, right in the heart of Bromley. So, do have a look at that. We, we're on a deadline for booking because obviously we need to let the venue, need to let the restaurant know that that's actually happening and what the numbers are. So I'm going to go over to my guests now. Lily, I was trying to think, how long have we known each other? Um, a long time, isn't it? A long, long time. And I think we, we might be showing our age close to 20 years, if not more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 1230 has been going officially now since uh, for t- it'll be 22 years this coming year. So it's pretty much that whole time, isn't it? Yeah. It's a long time. And I think that's one of the things. There's always somebody in the studio that we stand here. We had Chandra last week. How long have we known each other? You know, sort of go, people say to me, how do, you, how do you know all these people? Well, I mean, you're just out there, aren't you? Colin, Colin said to me when he came in, how did you? How come you got this gig, Jackie? How does this work? And I said networking, and he laughed. And I said yes, but it was yeah. networking. And I'm trying to persuade Annabelle that networking is the place to be. <laughs> so what I'd like to to do very quickly, because I'm conscious of the fact that Lily does is on a t- uh, a deadline today and does have to leave us early. But I'd like you all three just to introduce yourselves very very quickly, and then we'll go over and find out a bit more about Lily if that's okay with you guys. Hi everyone, my name is Lily Nadu Mensa and I'm known as the Mistress of Ceremonies or an MC <laughs> for business meetings, organisations having their annual balls and as well as award ceremonies. I'm also a personal branding coach and I'm also of a book called Work Your Quirks because I, think, I believe everybody has a quirk and they just have to work it to their advantage. So, Lady Nardumensa, and my job is to make your brand sparkle. Excellent. We'll come back to you in a minute, Lily. Thank you. And Colin, Colin Hughes, how about you? Oh, hi. Um, I've got my own radio show called Strawberry Jazz. Um, it's competition, competition. Let's <laughs> talk. <laughs> um, prior to that, I was a presenter on QVC, 
and prior to that I was working in Africa building a house for an African Nigerian chief which uh, was quite an experience in my life I can tell you but uh, yeah I'll hand over now and I'll tell you more about all of me later on. Mm. That was a couple of things in what you said just then when I read all your notes earlier and you were saying you'd done so much and I thought, Crows, I didn't know all about that and we've known each other for like yonks. So over to you, Annabelle. Hi, everyone. Uh, so my name's Annabelle Lovick. I am a divorce and breakup recovery life coach. I help I help women predominantly uh, rebuild their world, really, after divorce has shattered it. Um, I'm also an NLP practitioner and an author on Amazon of a, well, a fictional book. Um, I'm calling it fictional, but there's quite a lot of fact in it, which is pretty much about my breakup and my divorce. Um, really published to help other women recognise they're not alone. They're not in this, you know, the emotions they're feeling aren't theirs alone. Um, other people have suffered and other people have recovered really well. Um, so, yeah, that's my little story about me. 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from business women on all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Hello again and here we are every Monday 2 till 4. So now I'm going to go back to my guests now. So Lily, please tell us a little bit more about you. Are you a family person? Are you based locally or what you've got going on for the new year? Tell us more. Family, I mean family is number one in my life. The reason why I have to leave early is to support family. So without family, I don't know where I'd be. I've been local, I've been in Bromley for 20, well, my son's 20, my youngest is 25, so I had him at um, at the proof. So, yeah, I've been living here for a long time. Bromley, family, family woman, and I have lots of friends in Bromley as well, or Beckenham, or wherever we are. London Borough London Borough of Bromley, <laughs> yeah. So, so, you mentioned earlier that you're an MC. Yes, How did that come about? Because you weren't that when we first met. No, Jackie, you know what? I have, since we, we met, I've done so many things. You were my first guest on my Tea with Lily show. That's right. Back in the day yeah, when yeah. radio, this podcast thing hadn't started. And I've, I've been speaking about personal branding for a long time. And I got called by, was it last year or the year before, to come and host an event? Or somebody said, there's an opportunity to come and host an event. So I've never hosted an event before. And they said... But you could do it, but me and I hosted it. I hosted a BBA. Uh, I was going to say, day. was it the BBA? Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And I thought I could make something of this because if it's something that you enjoy doing, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. There's no pressure. Yeah. And that's how I came to be a, a, a mistress of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds slightly different, but that's what makes it, isn't it? Absolutely. And and what, um, in the scheme of things, with the things that you've emceed so far, is there a favourite or or a particular venue that you've never been to before that made it a bit special? What's the sort of um, trail of things that you've done in that sense? I think for an emcee, somebody to host a really, really good event, the um, AV has to be the thing. That will make you look good on stage. AV. AV, audiovisual. Oh, darling. Yes. Right. <laughs> audiovisual. <laughs> if the audiovisual is not working properly, the mics are not working properly. Oh, the gosh, music yeah. It's not synced. 
you being in being your host means that it can be a very lonely business because you're the one on the stage that everybody's looking at and you have to make it work somehow but if you've got if you've got that backup you you that person will make you shine yeah and of course the one the one the most recent one was um at the catford um broadway theater it's a grade two listed building oh it's fabulous i, I, oh. I used to go take the children to the pantos there and you know the stage was amazing and girl I got myself my own dressing room. Ooh, did it have a star on as well? Oh, not a star, but it did have vanity lights. That's impressive. I was so happy and I thought, I'm all right. <laughs> well so done. those things, those little things, yeah. you know, you feel looked after. Yeah. Because you're looking after another group of people. It's my job to make that, you know, the group of people feel wonderful have a great experience mm. and if i'm not feeling wonderful then obviously the show doesn't quite hit this spot no that's that's the thing isn't it and, and it's a bit it's not the same as networking i know but when i'm talking to people about what's important when you're networking and making the best of your time mm. is actually what you're wearing as well it's it is about you feeling comfortable and that's not just you know, are your shoes too tight and that sort of thing? It's what gives you confidence, and this is what you're saying that um, if you felt if you felt loved there um, because they'd looked after you, your backing and your support with the AV that you mentioned was working. I mean, that's a nightmare if that's not working. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't remember realize. I, I was thinking more AVA audio visual aids. So AV threw me a bit. So sorry. <laughs> so what's what's lined up on that score for you in the new year? Have you got anything lined up yet? I've got a few things lined up, especially in March and April. January and February tend to be quiet, unless you're doing the Oscars. You mm. know. Oscars mm. is in February. Give you, Give you time. Give you time. But they tend to be quiet. Uh, but m- m- March is women's. Yeah, International uh, Women's International Day. International Women's Day. The whole mm. of March is mm. going to be busy. Mm. And then there's some, something in the works in April as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm looking forward also to chilling a lot in January. I think we tend to start planning everything in January. And that's half the time. That's the time that we really want to just love ourselves because it's cold, it's miserable. Or we want to start doing things instead of planning. Yeah. And I think that's a, a time for hibernation a little bit after the big Christmas women rush around and serve everybody else yeah so I think January we should also serve ourselves some self-love but I'm sure um you'll be you talk about it <laughs> it's interesting isn't it how you know things have a certain rhythm for, like you mentioned International Women's Day is always the 8th of March no matter what day it is the day is the 8th of March worldwide um but and it used to be that January was the planning month of the year, but that's changed. And dare I say it, COVID has scrambled a lot of that as well. And people's accountants and bookkeepers, you never see hide the hair of in January, coming into February for obvious reasons. Um, so I think you're right. I think it is a time to sort of think to ourselves, um, yeah, come on, let's let's um, let's have a bit of our time and. Um, all the rest of it so it's not yeah so so what about the branding side of things is, is that still bubbling along or, or are you giving that a bit of a rest that that's still you know that's my first love as you know so mm. it's still bubbling along and i have 
from my book, I've created a playbook that you can fill in. And Jackie, you told me off for not printing my notes. Um, but <laughs> Jackie's always telling me off. I love it. Though. Oh, don't. I don't. <laughs> As if I'm dear. <laughs> if the playbook is an editable PDF. So I don't know. But sometimes you'll, you will create... Sometimes you will create uh, very great content and leave it, and people will download it, and then it will still be on their files, mm. never to be printed, mm. never to be used for what it's intended um, for. Mm. But the playbook to work your quirks is very much you're working through, you're filling it in, you're co-creating your own personal brand story with obviously a few tips from me through the workbook. But it's editable and you can have it for, for as long as you like. Every year you can go and look at it and say, what did I plan last year or halfway through? And that's what I think. It's probably one of my proudest piece of work because it's short, it's concise, and you can make it your own. You're not just buying a book, reading it and putting it down. Yeah, sure. So so uh, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we've known each other a long time, but where does the quirks come from? I mean, I, we've spoken before about your cheeky grin and, and, and you know, your person, your shiny personality and the sparkle. But where did the quirks come from? Oh, Jackie, it's so simple, it's untrue. Quirks actually is actually um, an acronym. Right. An acronym. And it's about your brand has to have those five things. Q-U-R, Q-U-I-R-K. Quality. Quality is number one. Um, unique is the U. You have to be unique. Everything, you know, we all have to, we all have that uniqueness around us. And integrity. Unless you have an army of PR gurus, you know, cleaning everything up. You know, you can't, you, so you have to have that integrity. So when you say something, it has to mean something that people can take it and cash it at the bank, your word. So that's integrity. Realistic is about, the R is realistic. It's about being realistic with your resources. And again, this is a women's radio show. And I always go back to us thinking we can be everything to everyone. And being realistic is super, super woman. It's a fictitious character, and no, no one of us is. So we have to remember to be realistic with our resources. That means our time, our energy, and what have you. And the K, kind to yourself. So as quirky as this word sounds, there's some there's serious some stuff. There's some structure to that. Yeah, and that's what I talk about in the book. Have those quirks and look at those quirks, and also something that makes you special. What is it that's so special about you that people want to buy? Mm. And mm. so quirky, and I know I've, I've sort of created this quirky thing. Now everybody knows me as the quirky lady. <laughs> Do you know I don't mind? No, I don't no. mind. It makes me stand no. out. It, it fits very. It, I mean, it does. It fits very well in your whole ethos, really, doesn't mm. it? In ter terms, in, in so many different ways. So, um, Lily, I'm just conscious of your time. Is but and people need to know. Um, I haven't got my notes in front of me now because I handed them over to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I just really wanted to make sure, um, one, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find out about you? And is there something else that you would like to share with us that you want people to know about, please? You can find me on LinkedIn as Lady Mensa. You, type, you go to LinkedIn and you type Lady Mensa, you'll find me. 
and I use Lady Mensa on most of my social handles as well. But LinkedIn is where I do a lot of my work and a lot of work because I work with professionals as well as entrepreneurs who want to stand out and, and shine. So, and you can find me on Facebook as Lady Mensa. You can find me on Twitter and all those places as Lady Mensa. On Instagram is Lady Mensa Brand. Why not? And that's it. And I have a website, which is lilymensa.com. Very easy, L-I-L-Y-M-E-N-S-A-H.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. So I hope everybody had their pen and paper handy with that. Um, so what about a few tips before you leave us um, that you can share with us that would help people going forward with their careers or their businesses? A couple of tips, well, a few tips is always be yourself. Trying to be somebody else is so hard. I was going to say another word, but we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not in other watershed yet. Just be yourself. And, but it's very hard to be able to say, well, I'm being myself. You also have to understand your audience. Being yourself is one thing. Understanding the audience that you want to serve um, is also another thing. What do they want? And why should they care about you? Mm. So researching who you want to serve, and see how that marries with who you are, you are as a person. I should have brought my big diamond. Because I always go on about the diamond. Because the diamond has so many facets yeah. around it. But being transparent with who you are is what will make people get you quicker. And, um, and I think that's it. What else? I'm running a playbook giveaway. Today is the 11th of December. And I'll share something on LinkedIn. So if you follow me on LinkedIn, you will find something. And at the end of tomorrow, I've done 12 days of the playbook book giveaway. I'll announce it on the 13th, the winners, and give them a free playbook for them to play with their quirks. Excellent. Yeah, I like it. I like Ooh. it. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Okay, so we're back in the studio now and Lily has left us, which is a shame, but she has assured us that she managed to survive in here and would like to come back again. So I'm going to go over to my next guest, Colin Hughes. Colin, another person that I've known for a long, long time in a variety of guises when I was, I think I think I probably met first when I was chair of Beckenham Business Association, wasn't it? No, before. I can't remember it, to be honest. Yeah, probably. That's probably where I did meet you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Colin's, uh, oh, well, I don't know how much time he's got on his hands now because he's going to tell you all about all, what he's committed to, but he is the most amazing volunteer in all sorts of things locally within Beckenham because we are broadcasting now from Love to Beat radio station, which is L-O-V-E-D-A. B-E-A-T radio station, which is based in Penge High Street, which, as we all agreed, is part of the London Borough of Bromley. And Colin is extremely active within Beckham, which is also part of the London Borough of Bromley. So I'm going to stop nattering now and hand over to Colin. Please yeah, tell hi, us I'll, more. I was feeling a bit of a fraud coming on a women's station, but, you know, all my friends are women. So I think this stemmed back to um, in the early 70s when I used to go to a club called Madden Jojo's. And I used to go there with the girls, and we really used to have good fun. So I think that sort of got me into this uh, 
thing anyway because uh, I really like being with women for some reason. Um, that's, <laughs> oh we God. like having you here. <laughs> but no, um, I do live in Beckenham. I've lived in Bromley all my life now. So, um, and I did have a company with actually six women working with me um, for about ten years. And um, so I have been in the London Borough of Bromley, and then I moved to Beckenham about twenty years ago. And I live in Langley Park, and I managed to uh, retire about five years ago. And then things start to develop. People ask you to help them. So I start doing things and somebody else asks you to help them. And then you end up being the chair of about three committees. So um, that's how I get on and get on with things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's a lot. I can remember when I did the um, uh, Christmas parade, you were right down the front and we did the high street. And we had this wonderful carriage with white horses. Do you remember? Yeah. And Father Christmas was in there and we went through the high street. And there was Colin with the belt. <laughs> bringing, yeah. oh, not quite oh yeah oh yeah but it was always yeah. like that wasn't Father it? Christmas uh, comes to Langley Park and it's coming on Thursday night actually and I always go around with a big bell in front to get everyone out of their houses yeah. to give money for the charity so um, yeah. yeah and I'm usually Father Christmas as well so oh are you um, yeah, I do don't that. listen children don't listen <laughs> helping Father Christmas yeah yeah so it's not so one of the things you mentioned was about QDC how long are you still doing that? No, no. They you you get to a certain age and they only want young people on the station anyway. So oh, right. my time, you know, came up on that. But I was on there for about twenty years. Wow. And um, someone just said to me twenty years ago, "Have you ever thought of selling your products on QVC?" And I thought I've never even heard of it. Um, anyway, I went on there and I sold some software, and I sold out straight away. I was just really surprised how quickly things sell on QVC. But I was selling technology. And that means you've got to do technology live. And I can remember some horrendous stories where you know where your computer crashes and it crashes and they're going 10, 9, 8, and your computer crashes and you've got to use it for a presentation. I tell you, it's really scary. Yeah. But I really enjoyed being on QVC for a long time. Yeah. So um, you said you were selling your products. Yes. What were your products at the time? I was selling software, so um, I would buy software from or license software from Hong Kong or from China, and then brand it over here with a CD and sell it on the on air. Um, and I was um, running a company that was doing technical support for Microsoft for a long time, so mm -hmm. that's how I got into technology. I've been in technology ever since the ZX81, I think. So um, I built up my company on technology, um, but I do like getting into computers and doing things with them. So uh, that's how I got into technology. So I also uh, launched the first Sony product on QVC. I was also doing QVC Germany speaking in English, which is totally confusing because you've got someone in your ear translating everything oh. that the presenter's saying to you in German into English. Oh, crazy. And he's translating what you're saying back. So that was good fun. But, yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah, so <laughs> Do going, you speak German at all? No, I don't speak German <laughs> at all. No, I was Not just getting nine. a translation. <laughs> you know, it's bad enough when they talk to you in your ear and you're doing a live show in English, yeah. but when they're translating what the man standing next to you is saying in German, yeah. it gets really confusing. But anyway, we found someone to take over and do my products in Germany after that because that was a lot easier. But um, no, I did enjoy going on live TV. It was really good fun. So where is that studio? It used to be in Battersea, mm. but now they've moved it to Chiswick, which was a lot uh, more difficult to get to because mm. you have to be there two hours before the show starts. You're there for the hour of the show, so that's three hours gone. And if it's a show at 2 o'clock in the morning, you can imagine, and you might have to get back for the 9 o'clock show the next day. Oh. So it became quite you know, difficult Demanding, in the end, but I did yeah. enjoy it. I mean, 
you know, they, they would take a million pounds at midnight on QVC. It's just incredible. Really? The money that goes through that channel is just amazing. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. And um, if you look at some of my videos on YouTube, I'm so relaxed there. I'm practically <laughs> falling off the chair because I know my product's <laughs> going to sell out. And um, that wasn't stress days, but there were some really stressed days when things crash and something goes wrong live on air. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, well, that's the thing with technology. It's great when it works. When it doesn't, you're stuffed, aren't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that I swore once, but I, it didn't go out on air. But when my computer was crashing and it was on the desk, just about to bring up onto the desk, bang, the blue screen. Oh. Those days are over now, so that's a lot easier. But, um, yeah, so it's quite interesting doing QVC. So so with your interest in the software and everything, had, did you have – I mean, you have um, a radio station yourself now um and all the gear there which i've seen you yeah. know the place so that was an asset to you i suppose your knowledge um on the it side to help you build that in a physical way or, or, or am i um, jumping the gun no there? really i mean in in the end you just need a pc and a microphone to be honest mm. I and mean, obviously you build up over the 20 years i've been doing it to have a jingles machine and a recording machine oh, you've got a jingles a machine well no i've, made, I've got a pc dedicated for jingles oh right because, and i've built my own software to do that right so you can just touch the screen and it plays a jingle right. um so yeah i've got one machine for that um and then i also chat to people on facebook because an interesting story recently um one of my guest presenters on qvc one of the top ones now um he was on a plane flying to malaysia listening to my show live on the plane and chatting to me on the computer it was, a, you know, a really strange you're not, supposed to have, you're not supposed to have your phone and stuff on. in on No, no, airplane. my phone wasn't on. I do it no, on him. Facebook. Well, no, yeah, no, they they have their phones on and they're listening live to a radio show. Yeah, yeah. Mid-air, you know, and I, I was just speechless when I heard that. It was really wow. incredible. Yeah. That's one of the best things that's happened, really, that someone's live on a plane listening. Yeah. But, and chatting to you at the same time. It's yeah. really good. So, um, Signed autographs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um, you know, he's a top presenter on QVC now. He's sort of taken over from what I was doing and um, he does really well there. But, uh yeah, that's really good thing about mixing up the two things. You know, once I knew about technology, I do enjoy it. Um, one of the other things, I do build websites for people. and um, I work for uh, James Martin's agent, and I do all the websites for her. So um, she goes off filming with James Martin, and I look after her website for her. So mm -hmm. that's another thing that I still do um, whilst I'm retired. I've still got a few clients that I look after, so um, it's quite good. Yeah, so, so how did the jazz side of things how um, did that start Strawberry. i've always liked jazz music and then one of my friends because when i was running my company i had quite a lot of money in the bank and he said to me would you sponsor my radio show i said yeah i'll sponsor you but i want to come on air with you so he let me come on air like we're doing now yeah and then he said oh well you can just do it so <laughs> i ended up just doing it and that's 20 years ago now so um uh that's how i got into it really and i've always liked jazz um one of the things i do like i like soul music i like all sorts of music really I mean, I like classical music, but, you know, smooth jazz is where I've really sort of honed in on because it does chill you out. And, you know, um, when you're stressed, you can listen to that and chill mm. out. So, mm. um. 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. And welcome back into the studio. Colin Hughes was with us earlier, he's still here. 
But I'm going to go over to my next guest, Annabelle Lubbock, and we'll come back to Colin in a momento. Annabelle, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so hi everyone. Um, so my name's Annabelle Lovick and I'm a divorce coach. I help women through well, recovery really after or during their divorce or even just a standard breakup. Um, but I haven't always done that. It's something that I think so much more common than we actually all believe. Um, so I'm also an author. I wrote a book about my situation, a fictional book, um, which is on Amazon. Um, just again, to put the word out there that you don't have to do this alone. And that's how I've now built my new career. That's really interesting about you writing the book because when my first um, marriage sounds like I've got a string of them, doesn't it? <laughs> when my first marriage um, broke up, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll write a story for a magazine and they'll print it. No, but it was actually very cathartic, as, as you yeah, mentioned. I mean, I'd say now, of course, in my coaching, journaling, writing things down, not to publish it, of course, but just to process and sort of, even if you just burn the bit of paper you've written on, it allows you that sort of cathartic way of processing the emotion and dealing with it and doing something proactive with that emotion. Um, and I think back then, it, it was such a long and protracted um, situation. And because I had been writing a diary anyway since I was about 18, it was just, it just made sense to just keep writing part, every part single of night. the process, yeah. yeah. And again, with adultery, when you when you look back in hindsight and you can actually refer back to what you were writing at the time, it gives you a reason and an explanation as to why you were feeling a certain way because you didn't know back then. No. But of course, you can then it allows you that ability to process that emotion that you're feeling with a lot more clarity about why you felt that way, and that helps deal with it and recover from it. Mm. Um, so it just made sense to me um, after quite a few years to pull it all together into some form of um, commercial novel um, as a fictional novel to sort of share, just share with others really, because nobody really writes stories about adultery and divorce because it's not a sexy topic. <laughs> it doesn't sell books as such. But I didn't want to write a, write a self-help book, um, but I just thought a, a fictional novel would be a good way of getting the message across. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I mean, and you're saying about how you feel and everything. I can still remember, not like like pain when you know something hurts, but you can't emulate that pain. I can remember. I felt as if somebody had thrown a bucket of ice cold water over me when I found out. Well, they they say. I mean, they say divorce, just normal divorce, um, for any reason, normal is divorce. the the second most stressful life event. You know, it only yeah. comes second to the death of a loved one. But I actually say and believe it's actually worse because that person you're grieving for it's not just the death of them because I used to think my husband had died that's how I processed a lot of my emotion mm. because he actually had because he had changed so much from the man I married it was as if he had died right. but of course he's not he's still living he's still um, existing with a new life with a new you know mistress leading a happy you know where if you were to look on Facebook which of course I don't say to anybody should you can see what they're doing um, and that just makes that little knife in your chest turn a little bit deeper, um, which, of oh. course, is not healthy. No. I mean, I think that's, um, I have to say, in my day, social media didn't exist when all mm. that was going on. But I think to be plastering it all up on social media is, is really turning the knife, isn't it? It is, absolutely. But, of course, you don't have to look at it. And this no, is what that's true. You. you have a choice how you deal with this situation. You either choose to let it hurt you mm. or you build build upon yourself as an individual to, so that it can't hurt you. It, it will help you 
develop and grow as an individual to become better because of this trauma you're going through. Mm. And this is this is where I, I use a lot of mindset work with my neurolinguistics programming. Um, because it's all about having that positive mindset to, to to understand really that what's happened and this isn't just divorce, this is everything in life, because you know, so many different adversities come our way. It everything that's happened is happening for you, not to you. And if we can believe that we can mm. use this situation to develop and grow and become better because of it, mm. rather than letting it, you know, ruin us. And and with your ex, do you have a relationship of any sort now? Yeah, absolutely. We've always maintained, well, it's always been very amicable because another thing I coach quite passionately about is I couldn't give my children, I couldn't teach my children the lesson of having a good marriage, which when we went through counselling when we were still married, was one of the things the Relate counsellors said you must do. It's so important to teach children how to have a good marriage. Now, he took that away from me, but the one thing he couldn't take away from me was that I could teach my kids how to have a really good divorce. And I think that actually is a stronger lesson because divorce affects 40, 50%, you know, 50% of the population. So everybody comes up against it at some point, whether it's themselves or a close family or friend. Um, and to understand how to have a good divorce is, in essence, literally just how to be a good person hmm. and I think that is such an important lesson for the children so as a result my ethos was always I'm going to keep this relationship amicable whether you know we didn't go through the courts it was you know there was a lot of obviously discussions um but it's always amicable it still is amicable he's he's probably been the best divorced dad that you can get he wasn't really? a husband but as a divorce but I think a lot of that is because of the relationship we built, you you worked on it. As a result, and I've had to bite my tongue a lot. I've had to go and cry in the corner and you know be away from the kids and let the emotions out. But again, that's all been used to grow myself, grow my resilience. Obviously, my business is now based on that. Mm. Um, so actually, I can look back and say, Do you know, that was that was actually a really good thing that happened, and I'm really proud of the way I responded, and therefore grew as a result. So mm. yes, we are totally amicable. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to get invited to the wedding because he's engaged now <laughs> to the mistress. Um, but I don't know. I might. I might be. <laughs> oh, there's so much I could say, but I bet I'm not on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, have you got any tablets well, for you? Can say, you I can say, will you go to the wedding? Absolutely, I would. Well, she was a friend of mine before she met him, so we have a lot of mutual friends. And and she, as a friend back then, she was a lovely woman. And she still is a lovely woman. And we, through the conversations we've had whilst the adultery was going on and the affair was going on, um, even herself and I used to have conversations, with, you know, on WhatsApp and things because we lived a long way apart at that point. Um, about do you know what? If we lived closer, we would get together and have that glass of wine because we had so much to share about the situation we were both find ourselves in. Mm. Yeah, we were both in love with the same man. He was in love with both of us. So it was almost. You know, it wasn't a, a you know a, a group of people together, but very separately we were all in love with the same people. So yeah, it, it did make same same mindset if you like in, yeah. in, in many ways. We both thought of ourselves in the same way that we were both victims mm. of this situation. But mm. he also of the bastard. Yeah, but he also <laughs> and this is not no disrespect to you, Colin, of course, when it comes accepted, but men often see themselves as the victim because it's it you know they. They, I don't I'll say too much, but he he was always feeling like he had to struggle with his demons, and it was you know he had to deal with this situation that was really painful for him. And I had to understand 
on many occasions, he said, you have to understand how hard this is for me <laughs> to choose between you two. And tough, you, of course, tough. you know what I want to say back to that. But mm-hmm. again, the children there, I'm trying to teach them how to have a good divorce. And but you see, my, my, my ex, and this is why I'm hesitating to say this, actually boasted to my daughter about the many girlfriends he had that I didn't know about. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, 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 and what did that do to my daughter? Absolutely, yeah. Not, well, hopefully not too much, but I'm sure there's a level of... She's had a tough time of various ways. She's had a tough time. She's doing very well now, but she's still got to cope with things. Um, but that implication all the way along the line, but she doesn't see it like that. No, no, um, it's, it's, emotions are tough, aren't they? Emotions are extremely tough. And mm. the, very best, the, the main reason I believe they're so tough is because we don't let them out. Mm. And a lot of, uh, some of what I do on my programs is about feeling the pain. Really allow yourself to get that emotion out. And I use songs a lot to do this, and I encourage other people to, because sometimes once you've, I'm sure we've all had that moment where we just burst out crying about something, and, you know, because a sad song's come on or something. Mm. And we let it all out, and then it actually is quite refreshing. Because we pro- it's happened, it's out mm. of us. Mm. Um, and then we think, do you know what, I'm going to fight now, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to you know, work ahead and do, do, do the best I can because I feel stronger because of that little outburst that I might have just had. Yeah. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. So we're now in Christmas mode, aren't we? Not long now, is it? So we've got 12.30. Is Christmas special is in the... I'm just trying to think now. My brain's gone. What there was of it? Um, <laughs> Dorothea Marshall Restaurant, which is a fabulous restaurant attached to Bromley Old Town Hall. Uh, lots of parking all around there and, of course, public transport. So if you haven't booked already, there is a deadline on the booking. So have a look on the website, all the W's, 1230.co.uk. And if you click on calendar, you will see the option to be able to book there. And you'll also see, because we're a little bit behind at the moment, um, you'll also see the regular meetings for the Bromley Group, which is going to be held in Bromley Old Town Hall on the third Wednesday of every month. And the first meeting for that is on the 17th of January, which is firmly in my mind because it's my dad's birthday. So back to my guests in the studio now. So Colin. Can I just say that some reindeers are coming to Harvington on Saturday between 11 and 2 p.m. And is Father Christmas going to be there? I don't know that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All I know is about the reindeers, so I don't know. Oh, Oh, fantastic. Thank you for that, Colin. That's really good. I have to say, Father Christmas was at um, Venue 28 last weekend, and um, he he was doing a great job there, as well as his helper elf and his wife, which was really good. It was very good. Um, We went along with said little grandson. (laughs) So are you both at home for Christmas? What's happening? Yeah, I'm home. Just I haven't got the kids this year, so um, just me and my new partner. Well, not so new anymore. Um, yeah, it's just a quiet one, eating, drinking, catch up with the family, I think on Boxing Day. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like we are. We're, we're, we're Boxing Day. You saying eating and drinking, I don't know if you've been watching 
Um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Oh, I've seen some of them, yeah. <laughs> Just made me laugh with Nigel Farage saying that he liked the Henry VIII lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> eat, drink, and women. So I thought well, it was quite fun. Well, he didn't mention that. <laughs> well, I'll be doing the breakfast show on my radio station, sodaradio.com, on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So, And then we'll be staying in for the rest of the day. So, All right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I won't be here, but there will be a show um, because Christmas Day is Monday, so there will be a show from um, 12.30 TWC Business Beat, and I will have a, a special couple of guests with me. Rumour has it that it's Father Christmas talking to my grandson, Lewis, so we shall see the conversation. So then, guys, where were we? Enjoying what you were saying. Um did everybody know, Annabelle, how they're actually going to get hold of, hold of you? We'll come back um, to you in a second, Connie. Yeah, Thank so you. I'm on all the socials, really. Um, my business name is Lovick Life Coach, uh, which is how you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. And Lovick is my surname, which is a bit of an odd one. don't know where it comes from. Um, L-O-V-I-C-K. So, yeah, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's all Lovick Life Coach. Um, I've also got a Linktree account that's got details of every single thing really that you can sort of um, get from me, which is, includes the book. I, I've got a free copy of my ebook. Um, the book's called The Other Half of Me because that's what he was. I mean, he isn't anymore, obviously. Um, but that's on Amazon, and you can also get a free ebook download. Um, and also, details of my in January, I'm starting a new 12 week coaching course really for, for people women to rebuild their world and it includes a hell of a lot of videos and workbooks and things to sort of hints and tips to actually recover as well as a lot of one-to-one -one with me um, both in group environments on zoom and live training sessions every week on facebook so that i'm really excited about because that's going to give women the opportunity to start to do something about what's happened to them in a way that is positive and you know, means that they're going to recover to a good extent next year, but in a way that where they feel supported and they're sort of following a proven path of recovery because it's kind of what I did and what other women in my programs have done. Um, so all of that can be found on my LinkedIn page is probably the best thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, your client base, is it all female? Yes, it is. I have, I have coached men in the past, but... Mm. I did a survey a while ago when I was doing several group programs um, about women's preferences as to whether I included a man in the group. Because mm. the first few times we meet, people don't share a huge amount, of no. course. It's personal no. and people get emotional. But by the sort of third or fourth time, these women that are in, on the Zoom call, they're friends. They're chatting. They're, su they're suggesting tips to each other. And sometimes I'm more there as a sort of mediator between them. Because they, they actually, I mean, I've, I've said before to people, the best thing you can do when you need help is to give somebody else help. Mm. Because it boosts you to such an extent that you feel so much better about who you are as a person and your validation and your worth, which, of course, makes you happier in your situation. Yeah. Um, so, and I think when you put a man in that mix through no fault of his, of his own, because these men will be the men that are also damaged because it isn't isolated to women. Men do suffer too. Mm. But I think it changes the way the women are able to speak about the men. Oh in their yeah, life. totally. Yeah. So it totally. is in my environment, in my group environments, it's yes, women only. But one-to-one -one coaching, I think you know, 
haven't coached anyone, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and, and by comparison then, from what you were saying, I presume the reason that you are doing more group work with women is because more women actually come to you than men would? Yeah, I mean, women, we all know, women love to talk, don't we? Um, yeah, <laughs> some of us. <laughs> and, you know, no, no, no woman likes it more when there's somebody else to listen to and that somebody else is somebody who understands. Yeah. And I think we all share sometimes when we're going through these emotional situations, we share with our friends and their, our family. But, you know, if your friend hasn't gone through this, they don't truly understand. Um, and they'll nod their head and they'll go ums and ahs and agree with you. But it's only when you speak to a woman who's also, you know, crying in the corner, you know, and, and you know, holding her head in her hands. That yeah. They understand it exactly the same as you. And that's really quite nice, I think, when people realise that and they can then, you know, share, share in that way. So I think your timing with your program is very apt, isn't it? Because I know from friends of mine who are family lawyers that January yeah, is real kick-off time because um, like many relationships broke up during COVID because people were in a situation close together where they may not normally, because they work nine to five or whatever they're doing, travelling or whatever, Christmas time and holidays like that are times where... Um, People suddenly wake up and go, yeah. oh, actually, I don't like him anymore, or, or, or her. I think a lot of it also comes, the people I speak to anyway, it comes from the Christmas parties where oh, the really? guys got drunk, mm. like most of us do. Colin's nodding here. <laughs> yeah, he's been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And women get drunk, and, and things happen in the office party that stay at the office party, and often if they don't stay in the office party, they come back to the wife, and that happens Ideally, you know, I guess in the new year, and and also I suppose new year is where people say, right, new year, new start, new habits, new hobbies, whatever it is. Twelve thirty TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays two till four pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening today. Um, do give us some feedback. Let me know if there's a particular topic that you'd like um, our guests to be covering for you. Um, let me know your shout-outs that you'd like me to do. We've got a great lineup coming up for you in the new year. Colin, dogs, dogs, dogs. I've seen you walking dogs. I have dogs. What? How does it work for you? Yeah, we live in a private development, and... Um... 200 houses and um, somebody just asked us if we would walk their dog and we were both retired so and Debbie wanted to earn a little bit of money so um, we started walking dogs and now we're looking after dogs we're staying in people's houses and uh, we've just generally got all the keys in Langley Park and everything so, really? yeah. so we're the go-to don't tell people. the burglars that <laughs> <laughs> we're the go-to people I mean last Christmas I spent my Christmas in somebody else's house they went off to their house in Portugal and Debbie was at home, and I was in that their house. Oh, really? Um, then I spent uh, six weeks in their house in the summer. So, um, gosh, yeah. So I do go around looking after animals, but um, we've got one particular dog that we walk every single day, and um, so he's called Freddie, and he's practically our dog. But we have him six days a week. Um, his owner's really busy. She has him in the evening. We have him in the day. So we're sort of sharing a dog really. And we've got cats, and we thought, how's he going to get on with the cats? And he gets on with the cats really well. So, oh, what he's, breed? He's a Schnauzer poodle. Oh, right. right. So, um, Schnauzers are quite sort of gentle, 
Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it took a bit of time to get used to the cats, but now he's okay, so he stays over quite easily now. So yeah, um, yeah. I think he enjoys staying over. But uh, yeah, we do enjoy um, walking dogs, and it gets us out and gets us some exercise. So I'm a really early person. I start work on my websites, whatever I'm doing, seven in the morning, and we go out at half past ten. Mm. So it gets us some fresh air and exercise as well. So um, we enjoy doing that really. But uh, yeah, animals. I've always really enjoyed animals. Never had my own animal. The last time I had my own animal, I had to go and work in Nigeria, so ah. I had to um, leave the dog behind and go and work in Nigeria. Right now, that now right now that brings up another topic that I need to come with you. But something else I wanted to ask you: you, I recall you saying in a casual conversation recently that you always go to the cenotaph. Yes, I do. My were you in the services? Or? No, my father was a Far East prisoner of war. Oh. And um, you're allowed to march as a child of the Far East prisoner of war. Oh. So after he died, in fact, my father never wanted to go and march at Cenotaph. He did once, but I never understood it. But now I go every year um, to the Cenotaph myself and march on his behalf. So it's something I enjoy doing. And it just yeah. remembers me and my father every year. Except this year, the trains from Hayes stopped oh. and I had to go to Beckenham High Street. But um, that was a really lovely ceremony down there. I really enjoyed that. But actually being in the parade is quite a thing up in the Cenotaph. I could imagine. It's, um, you stand around a lot, but it's really good, a really good experience. So, yeah, I've done that a few times. You just hope for dry weather, I guess, yeah, don't you? It hasn't That's... rained much on the ones I've done, so I've been really lucky, I think. So, um, yeah. Yeah. The thing is with me, if someone says, will you, I say You're yes. <laughs> and, that, and that spits me into all these things. So, um, Annabelle, take note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say to clients, say yes more because it opens your world. And that's what, this is all about what I do, rebuilding your world. You have to say yes. Yeah, but the problem is you you end up doing too many things like me, like you know, yeah. like when the when the chairman of the panel leaves and I say, well, nobody else is going to do it, so I'll have to do it because I can't just let it go. No. And that's the problem, and um, that's yeah. my problem. I can't say no. Yeah. Um, but that's just one of the things we were talking about. Um, you know, women talking out. That's one of my problems. I talk too much, and I share my emotions too much, which is. A problem really but we sit there and watch the movies and I'm crying my eyes out and Debbie's just sitting there thinking what's the matter with him you know? <laughs> so <laughs> so we must get you a goggle box <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one of those things but I just can't help I wear my my heart on my sleeve really yeah. so um, you know it's just a way I don't think there's anything wrong Nothing with wrong. that no, no it's true, not at all. Uh, not tell us about your dad. Oh well, he was um, he was a forest prisoner boy. He helped build the Burma Road, mm. and um, I went up to the Arboretum. If you haven't been there, it's a fantastic place to go up near Manchester uh, or Birmingham. And um, I went round there, and they've got a section of the road that he built there in in um, Birmingham in the Arboretum. So that made oh, me wow. burst into tears again. Yeah. So. Um, and oh. have videos of all the what, what went on during the war and everything. Yeah. So that's a fantastic place to go. If you haven't been there, I really enjoyed going to that. Oh. Um, so, yeah. How wonderful to have something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've got my dad's medals, so um, yeah. I always enjoy. Are you an only child? No, my brother's now moved to Germany, so um, mm. and my brother's another divorce problem. <laughs> my, my brother's been married four times. Oh, wow. oh goodness. He just can't keep his trousers on, my brother. Oh, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> So, yeah, my brother marries somebody who's 20 years younger than, than oh him in Germany. And they seem to be really happy, packed up everything, left everything and went over to Germany. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, and let's took on a so. daughter and everything. So he's really happy. So, well, things you learn on Beat Love the Beat Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this house in Nigeria then. I'm just keeping okay, an eye on that's another um, uh, thought with Debbie's really because I was working for Debbie's boyfriend and he was working Pre-boyfriend? 
Pardon? Her boyfriend before you were the boyfriend? Yeah. Right, um, okay. And, um, this is getting complicated. And, uh, <laughs> he, he was working for a designer in London, and uh, they got the opportunity to uh, do a house in Nigeria, design the interior of it. Mm. And I was doing all the drawings at that time. So they said, will you do it? So I said, of course I will. So um, I went out there um, to Nigeria to measure the whole house. I've got lots of stories about Nigeria. And um, the first trip, I was there for two weeks. I'd measured the whole house. This is like three stories, 15 bedrooms and everything. Went down on the beach. Someone stole all the work I'd done, <gasps> my passport, my ticket home. And they said, oh, you've passed the first test. So then that's how Nigeria is. Yeah. And um, the man I was working for got me another ticket, got me another passport. I remeasured the whole house and came home. Then I was supposed wow. to take a team of workmen out there like um, terrazzo layers and uh, carpenters and decorators. Mm. And I had a foreman was going to go with, with me. I took him over. They said, right, okay, this is your job. You're going to be here for the next year. He, three days later, he got on a plane and came home because he just couldn't stand it. If you haven't travelled outside Europe and you haven't been to an African country, it's a whole different world. Yeah. And um, yeah. so now I've got an African father, really, because the man that I work for, um, he managed the Port Authority, and he's become my African father now. So, oh. But he's he's dying now, so it's sad, really. But yeah. he used to come over. He's got a house here, and I used to come and see him here. So Will he be going yeah. over? Well, I don't know, because um, I sort of lost touch with him, and then I pinged his son once, and his son said, where have you been all my life, Colin? Because he, he was 12 when I left and now a grown man. So um, he said, oh, my dad's 80th birthday. Come over. So I said, okay. So he paid my ticket, went over. And um, I took my video camera because I thought, I'd love to make a little video of this. Yeah. When I got there, I couldn't get near him for BBC, Nigerian television and everything. This man is really powerful. And I couldn't get anywhere near him to oh. make a video. But, um, yeah, I'm really good friends with him. So, um his yeah. house in Nigeria is like a zoo. It's just incredible. It's a whole different world if you go there. I have some really good relationships with um, guys there and everything. So yeah. I really got on with them really well. So um, it's a whole different world in Nigeria to if you've been to Europe and you go somewhere like that. It's just it's not a touristy place. It's somewhere you go to work or but you know protect if, yourself. If you can talk like me, you can get on. But um, it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, I've been arrested over there and everything. Just um, What did you do? <laughs> I, I, can you tell us? I, well, one, I mean, on, on a Friday night, uh, I dropped some men off. Um, I was driving the um, truck, was bringing the men home, and I dropped them off on the motorway, and a policeman saw me. So he stopped me and said, right, let's go to the police station. So he took me down to the police station, and we had a long talk, and he let me go. But, you know, I've, I've been arrested so many times down there, and... Um, yeah, it's just uh, just the way it is, really. So, just <laughs> Right. Well, it sounds like we've got to have another conversation there, Annabel. Um, I'm conscious of time, and, and Colin's looking at the clock that doesn't work. So, it's <laughs> the clock. Yeah, we've got eight minutes. It does work. I can see the time over there. Yeah, now one of them, one of it, one Ed, of them Ed came in, Ed came in the other week and um, and did so. One of them works, but I don't rely on it. So it's just on the computer. So this has been a really great variety of conversation today, hasn't it? It's been fantastic. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. So what are you doing over Christmas, Jackie? Um, Phil and I will be on our own Christmas day. It's his birthday, Christmas Eve. So family big over then and then the boys are coming over boxing day with their families so you know, that's what we'll be doing um but I, d I don't know whether you know but my husband had um knee replacement oh, 
So he's doing well, um, but it's still painful, obviously. You know, and it's got. If you want to see a photo, I can show you the scar. Uh, <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea, but um, yeah. So, so that's what we'll be doing. We'll be having a good time. I'll be catching up somewhere along the line on various things with work because obviously, with uh, being head nurse, um, blind you, the boys have been great. I mean, they've really been. I say boys. Yeah, my my men um, have been super. But we need a reminder, and I hope um, in 2024 that your businesses are going to go really well and you'd love to come again onto the show. Um, a reminder of how people can find you. The mic's with you, Colin, so let's have a little... Strawberryjazz.com, it's very easy. Okay, all right then. And, and Annabelle... I think Linktree is the best place, um, or Amazon, if you just want to put my name into Amazon, my book will come up. But yeah, Lovick Life Coach on Linktree. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you both very much. Thank you, Lily, for being on the show earlier, and Annabelle and Colin for being here today. And I look forward to seeing and hearing about your Christmases in the new year and what your business is. And good luck for your programs and everything else that's going. So a reminder to everybody that this is 1230 TWC Business Beat radio show. I will be here next week in the studio. This is a live show, and as you could tell, this you know, anything happens on live shows. A friend of mine who doesn't do a live show, she said, I think you're really brave. I don't know whether it's brave or foolhardy, really. So it's not. But anyway, my guest next week is Sonia Brown. She's been on and joined me before as a guest, so do stay tuned for that. The podcast for this show will be available for everybody, not this Friday, but the following Friday on the website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk. So it just leaves me to say thank you so much to my guests. Thank you to my listeners. And we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.